We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week four is upon us, and everybody is talking about Miami after their 70-point burger this weekend against the Broncos. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the other week four matchups. And, of course, all sorts of props here on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast coming up with Scott Bogman. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here. With my guest, Scott Bogman, who you can catch at a lot of different places at Betting Pros. You can catch him, of course, just follow him on Twitter. You can see everywhere he goes at Bogman Sports, but he's in the In This League uh, podcast. Uh, he does the, the, a prop podcast now. Uh, it, it's He's he's everywhere. He's, he's nah, there, a lot he's of everywhere. places. Yeah, yeah. Betting Pros, Fantasy Pros. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can catch me in this league, of course, uh, a bunch of places, CFB winning edge. Yeah, yeah, lots, lots and lots of stuff I'm doing. Yeah. So you're in Texas now. Um, mm-hmm. do, enjoying your Whataburger, as we talked about That's beforehand right. of course. here. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Though. This is a busy, busy week. Uh, the Dolphins just scored again. Oh, um, so why not start to start with them? Because it's crazy right now looking at what they're doing. Um an efficient as a heck offense there. And this is, this is what I think all the stat nerds are like, Oh, this is a perfect offense. This is what life should be like. And it <laughs> actually happened. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think there was it maybe an issue with effort on the Broncos defense about midway through that game. Right. So I think that attributed yeah. to uh, this, but I mean, uh, Devin, uh, Devon Achan, Achan, I, I don't, I, however, we're saying it now, it's not Devin yep. Achan. We know that. So I want to say all aboard the Achan. I mean, that would have been easy. But, I mean, just no. two Achan in the membrane, like you can yeah. do all the dad jokes, you know. So, exactly. uh, and none of it works and butter. But, but it, I mean, it's because he's an Aggie, you know, hook him here. So, uh, uh but, but anyway, I, I mean, look, you, you give that guy a little bit of daylight. And he is gone. He's an Olympic level sprinter. And that's what, you know, and I know uh, it's funny on uh, ITL this week, we talked to Andy Barons and he talked about how like, well, this guy is five, eight, you know, he's 200 something pound, like barely over 200. He's not a guy that should be getting 22 touches. I don't think he's a guy that needs that many touches. You know, if you, if you give him that many touches, and he's ripping through the defense like that. He's going to have 200 yards. So yeah. I think he's a guy that's, you know, you're going to be a dude in the 12 to 15 touch range. And, uh, you know, you want him to break off that really big one. That is what you're looking for, that home run from uh, H-On. So uh, that, I think that's the type of player he's going to be. You're obviously not going to get this every week, especially against Buffalo. Uh, you know, Denver and Buffalo, very, very different. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him, but uh, he is my number one most shares player on all of my fantasy teams. That's so, yeah, it's pretty satisfying. And I don't really like Aggie, taking Aggies. I don't want to root for them. I don't have any share. I have maybe one share of Christian Kirk across all my leagues. Uh, a team I inherited, by the way. I didn't draft him. But, Mike uh, Evans you know, anywhere? 
I do. You know what? I do like Mike Evans. I like Mike Evans because I think he should have got the Heisman over Johnny Manziel. Oh, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Johnny Manziel just threw, threw it up to the 6'6 guy and he caught it over everyone. So what a loaded team he had that year, too. I mean, that, yeah. there was some serious talent on that team. Uh, I love how Achan's gone the whole cycle, like mini camp, turning people's heads. You know, Tyreek Hill's like, ooh, he's as fast as us. Then training <laughs> camp, not getting it. Then getting hurt. Then healthy scratch in week one, although it was more like, hey, we need to get him up to speed. Then, then like, oh, little glimpses on that Sunday night game where you could see it to full-blown blow-up last week here. And now here we are. Uh, heading into the week is 59% rostered in Yahoo, which probably speaks to him getting cut after week one by various <laughs> owners, I'm guessing. And let's face it, in a lot of Yahoo leagues, we had four-man benches. Can't, and you guys getting hurt. You know, we had yeah. a lot of injuries those first two weeks, so I could see it if people had to make tough decisions. But man, all those rookies that get cut early, they make for beautiful pickups later. They really do. And uh, they've made for some nice pickups early this season, too. I mean, yeah. Puka Nakua uh, going off on week one and, you know, people emptying out the fab, Jerome Ford week two, uh, H on this week. It's just been it's been a lot of spending early yep. uh, right now and a lot of empty fab budgets already. Yeah, I play in the, some a lot of NFFC leagues, and unfortunately, there were none of those. You know, n there was no one of that ilk available this week. Uh, yeah. Really tough week, you know. You know, Hon, no, yeah, right. As if he's out there, but you know, <laughs> I'm betting on Melvin Gordon. Uh, you know, completely the opposite sort of upside type of player there. No ceiling. Uh, well, total low ceiling, I should say. Just it's all floor, no ceiling. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ugh, that's a tough one. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens there, but. I had a league where Josh Downs was available, and I was like, ooh, I'm excited. Oh, all yeah. right, Josh Downs. Hey, Josh Downs, he can for play. a little guy, the, the the contested catches. I mean, he, he goes up and gets the ball. He is so much fun to watch. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I agree. He has 24 targets so far. I mean, that's like orders of magnitude more than anybody else. So, yeah, I was. Uh, hopefully I got him. I haven't had a chance to see the results yet, but uh, we'll see about that. Uh, Buffalo-Miami this week, huge game. Buffalo had a triumphant game of their own that nobody's talking about because everyone's talking about Miami, but uh, they murdered death, killed Washington, made Sam Howell look terrible, and they're starting to feel it, find it a little bit offensively too. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, those three Jordan Whitehead touchdowns were not going to be a trend. That was very weird game for Josh Allen. You don't see him making those type of mistakes. I mean, he'll get a little wild and sling it. He's definitely a farvian uh type of qb right just uh rip it grip it and rip it uh on occasion but not to that extent so uh glad to see him get back on track and i mean the difference i feel like between buffalo and miami and why buffalo is favored outside of just being at home the defense uh the miami defense that i like a lot and i had share i have shares of all over the place in my non-idp leagues i i'm I am not impressed by what Miami has been doing on defense recently. I mean, yeah, sure. You control the clock and you still give up 20 points to uh limp Russell Wilson team. I don't yeah. like that. And I don't know, man, I kind of like the bills in this game. Yeah. And that could, they could have given up more points in that game too, by the way, you know, we had a drop touchdown pass by Cortland Sutton. We had an overturned touchdown. We had a couple of bad fumbles in that one there. One, okay. Miami forced one of those, I would say, but the other one was kind of like, yeah, it should not happen type of fumble. Um, <laughs> Minnesota Vikings type fumbles. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. The charging. I mean, you get the charging versus the Vikining and, uh, you know, Ooh. the Vikining prevailed. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's you, you had to deal with that. But uh, I like the Bills, too. Uh, we do a pick, a pick, pick every game against the spread for a column uh, each week. And the thing I hate doing is we have to submit it early Wednesday morning before the first practice report. Ooh, comes out. But yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, but it is what it is, uh, and I I did take the Bills in this one here, too. So I, I, I feel, though, like this is either going to be like the Bills reminding everybody that they're alpha or it's going to be changing the guard. You know, it, I, I, you know I, I guess that's a pretty, you know, I'm really going on a limp by saying that, but I, I feel like this is a very pivotal game. Um, this is a tough division, and, and yeah. if the Jets can figure out a solution at quarterback, which I don't know what it would be, I mean, you know, the they're just never going to let Cop, uh, Colin Kaepernick back in the league. So that's kind of a joke, but maybe Carson Wentz, you know, I don't know why they haven't reached out to him. He's got to be better than Trevor Simeon and anything's better than Zach Wilson right now. So um, I would try to go out and get him. Maybe, you know, you've heard the Kirk cousins rumors possibly. I don't yeah. know how they'd make that work with the cap after all the money that they had to have Aaron Rodgers save them. It's just, 
there's a lot to work out there, but I think, you know, even maybe if Zach Wilson could get better, I don't know how. Uh, sometimes things just click for a guy at some point, and they don't seem to be clicking for him at all right now. So it's not like clean up a couple things and now he's good. He needs a lot of work. It's still a lot of work. And everyone talked about how much better he looked and all that stuff. And I, it would have been the funniest thing in the world if Zach Wilson had come out and looked like an MVP candidate because he yeah. made all this whole big deal about Aaron Rodgers. And then if Zach Wilson was great, that would have been awesome. But it just ain't happening. This division is going to be tough because New England Absolutely. is just, you never can count New England out, which I hate. They're bad. I don't think they're a good team, but you just cannot count them out. They're so unfun to watch. Uh, yeah. You need like 11 plays to score every drive. Like watching uh, Air Force. It's, yeah. It, it's tough. Um, might you be interested in, can I interest you in a Ryan Tannehill? No. To the, to the Jets? No. No. I mean, he looks Tannehill, I think, yeah. Uh, if Tannehill was good, I think the Titans would be pretty dangerous. They have a strong yeah. defense, uh, good running game, decent targets. So after they added hopkins uh i mean the offensive line is going to take a big hit with skaronsky having the appendectomy today but yeah. uh yeah i mean that team is not bad so i you know i just don't think ryan Tannehill is the guy and i think he's the missing piece so you move him over to the jets who are maybe the titans on steroids a little bit you know mm -hmm. uh you're gonna get the same crap so no more aggies no aggies yeah, there you go again. It, it did kind of force that in there. That's right. I'm just thinking because I, I think Minnesota is going to be loath to give up on Cousins because I see them in this this NFC North, which, yeah, the Lions look pretty good. The Packers have some things that going for them, but I don't think they're out of it yet. I, yeah. am, I And I think it's going to be take a while. And Cousins is actually playing well, too. That's the other thing. So good. I mean, yeah. he was so good against Philly. I mean, he was taking rib shot after head shot after back shot. Like he was getting smacked every play against Philly on that Thursday night game and still dropping in dimes everywhere. He played excellent in that game. They just could not stop Philly. So mm -hmm. it, it brought him all the way back. Screwed my bet. I definitely took the Eagles at halftime minus six and a half and I got mm -hmm. hooked. So, uh, but cousins looks good right now. Yeah, he does. Uh, and that, that was the thing I thought for sure. Okay. They got up. The, the couple scores, I thought, okay, as I was on Philly as well in that game, and I was like, okay, we're good. This, and then they just kept on coming back, uh, kept on coming back. Of course, then again, we were lucky to be up two touchdowns anyhow because of the Jefferson fumble right before halftime. Yeah, uh, the, the the pylon fumble there. Um, God, it's still my least one, of, probably my least so favorite rule in football. I think they should switch it. Honestly, I think if you fumble it and it goes out of bounds, not through the end zone, the other team should get the ball, not through the end zone. You know, no one recovered it. So right. I don't know. Just take the ball back. I think that's a dumb rule. Back where they fumbled it. I mean, that's really where it should be. But anyways. Um, all right. Uh, back to Buffalo, Miami. Um, where do you put Mostert? Where do you put uh, HN this week? Uh, I mean, I've got them both decently high. Uh, let me just double check my rankings here. Um, for... Uh, most hurt. I think I just have him outside. No, I have him at 12. Okay. Uh, I mean, I just think he's the guy, you know, I think he's going to get most of the action. Uh, H on, I put at 26, I put him below Najee, which might be my Homerism. Uh, hmm. I put him, uh, below Rashad white and James Connor, which obviously might change now that he's a little bit questionable um, every week. Every, yeah. Week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I have him above like Brian Robinson because I think Philly just is going to dominate T.O.P. again. Mm -hmm. I'm ahead of Damian Pierce because they just can't get anything going with that offensive line being bad. So I have those like, you know, Mostert is a one, two borderline guy and Achon's a two, three borderline guy to me. We're pretty close. I've got Mostert seven and Achon 22. Okay. Uh, so so I'm you're a firm more one bullish and two. on Mostert. But... Yeah, you're firm one and two where I'm like borderline one and two. Fair so enough. yeah, it's pretty close. Pretty close there. Uh, any props you like from this game? From this game, I I kind of just want to see how this game plays out. Uh, mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I don't hate that it's too low on the rushing yards for Mostert. Um, over fifty-two and a half rush yards, I think is a little too low. I think he's definitely going to hit that. Another one that uh I keep going back and forth on that uh, you'll probably love my how granular. I'm getting here with this is a Gabe Davis. Um, Gabe Davis longest reception is 20 and a half. And 
the reason that I kind of like that is because the Dolphins will blitz their safeties a yeah. lot. They will bring Javon Holland down in the box a lot to blitz him. And I was looking at last year um, how much he played in the box or on the line versus uh, in both the games because they won the second one and he played like 60 of 67 snaps at free safety and didn't come off of it. And they won that game barely. And then they barely lost earlier and he played like 30 snaps at free safety, a little bit in the box, some on the line, like they were moving him. He was a chess piece all over the place and they lost that game. So I'm a little indifferent on it uh, because I am such a big Javon Holland fan, but I think you gotta, you gotta make Allen make a decision fast and make a bad decision fast. I think they'll blitz him a lot. I think Gabe Davis gets one big one. So I kind of like that one as well. I want to find an Eli Apple pass interference prop because I think that's like coming in for sure. I don't know. He's that, in the concussion right. prop right now. Uh, you he know, he was cleared. I saw a note uh, on Monday saying he was fine, but uh, we'll see. But I think that. he he practiced in full today, and yeah. he should. Go, but this is what they do. Like Jalen yeah. Waddle was in the concussion protocol, and he practiced all Friday and Saturday, and then they're like, "Nah, you're still not out." Yeah. So uh, who knows with you? I mean, he sucks. Well, it I is Miami. It is uh, Miami and all the history they have with Tua, so they probably have to be extra careful. So, yep, uh, yep. that makes sense. Um, I just wanted to, you know, as a uh, Bengals fan, I have to mention Eli Apple and you know him, the likelihood of him getting getting that call. But, anyways, all right, we're going to talk about other uh, QB ranks, other ranks here, but in a second. But first, we're on the Blue Wire Network. Here are their ads. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Thank you for uh, your patience there. Uh, happy to be on the Blue Wire Network. We've been there for a couple of years. Uh, great studio in Vegas. Great time. Great platform to be on. So thank you for that. Let's talk quarterbacks this week. Note on Joe Burrow. Uh, was a full participant in today's walkthrough. They're kind of monitoring him day to day in practice, but he got through Monday night. He gritted it through, but he also threw 49 times. So, the, I mean, they're kind of like all in. Let, let's go. Um, we're going to we're gonna do what we can to get through this season with him. Yeah, and I mean, I worry about it, you know, because another calf injury and he's probably going to go on the IR. Yep. So yep. it's uh, a little bit worrisome, but I mean, you just have to roll the dice, I think, if you're the Bengals and hope you can get to the bye week with him upright and you know get a little bit better every single day i mean i definitely took the over on joe mixon rush attempts and yards and mm -hmm. i got both of them but i don't know if you saw this did you see joe mixon got to 70 yards rushing his prop was 64 and a half he got oh, to 70 and then he lost three and he lost two that's like don't give him the ball again and they did beyond williams came in for the third down play so you yes. were like yes yeah well i was you know lit a uh, candle at the altar of the god of stack corrections just to make yes. sure we didn't lose another yard or anything right. uh because of that but we got the 65 we secured the win and a little cash on that so that was nice but yeah i mean i think you're gonna see a lot of joe mixon uh the defense played hard uh for the rams but i mean even with 49 pass attempts you only put up 19 points against the uh the Rams is kind of disappointing. Uh, the Rams are much better than we gave them credits for coming in. So are the Cardinals, the screwed being survivor, which dropped oh. Welsh and I to second pentathlon, of course. Uh, but, and that was my call too. I was super adamant about it. So Welsh lets me hear about it every single time, of course, uh, which is a lot of fun. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, you're second. I, I'm third right now in pentathlon. Uh, by the way, for the people who don't know what the pentathlon is, Derek Van Riper from The Athletic came up with this idea like, what, five years ago? And we do five different things, uh, an auction league, a best ball league, uh, survivor picks against the spread and DFS. And you guys jumped out of the gates. You're came in hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Came in hot. We're in second right now. But yeah, that auction team is doing pretty good for us. We got two in Mahomes. So yeah, that'll do. Uh, Super flex it, league. Yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty nice. But yeah, so um I forgot where we were going with that. But yeah, I hate we were on Burrow. Sorry. Yeah. I kind of Yeah, no, no, it's fine. But Burrow, look, uh I'm I'm a little concerned, but if he's out there, you're rolling him. You're going with him. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. not this week. I didn't. I started Minshew ahead of him because he played on Monday and I didn't know if he's gonna play. And that w- ended up being the right decision. He had more yep. Minshew had more points. Uh, but if he's out there, you're rolling him. He's Joe Burrow still. Yeah. I've got Burrow at I think eleven this week. But again, I mean I I don't re- I don't think I have any of the guys I have ahead of him. I mean, someone might have Jared Goff uh, and Burrow. Maybe in a super flex, you would have a couple of them. But come on, all the all the guys that are ahead of him are guys that are on other teams anyhow. So it doesn't really matter if I have them at eleven or at five. I'm not gonna have them at five, but it's but I got him at eight. I'm yeah. right in the neighborhood. So. Yeah, it, it's a pass funnel against Tennessee. We know this. Um, you can't run the ball against Tennessee very effectively. So they're gonna have to have forty nine attempts again. Just keep Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry off his back and you'll be fine. Yeah. I, I may or may not have seen him get sacked nine times and still beat the Titans in a playoff game before. That was awesome. Uh, not with an effed up calf. You yeah, get it. A- <laughs> now he gets sacked 13 times under that same rush. I mean, that was that day was crazy. Of course, that keep offensive line. Off of him. Keep Jeffrey Simmons off of him. Please. Yeah, that's what we want. Yeah. Just give them enough time to exploit those DBs. Um, so we'll see. It's third time now in third, three years that they've played at Tennessee by the way. So it's weird uh, scheduling. Yeah. Don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Hey, yeah, it's okay. Uh, that should be a pretty good rivalry, right? Like if you were realigning the division, Cincinnati and Nashville, the, you know, Tennessee, they would be in the same. A lot of Bengals fans were at that playoff game. A lot yeah, of Bengals bad. fans. It's not, there's like a four and a half hour drive. If I recall correctly. So, uh, not too bad at all. Um, and yeah, two like, I think teams that respect, but probably dislike each other. But the problem is the Bengals have that in their entire division. I mean, it's, you know, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, uh, in Baltimore, you can't get rid of any, get rid of any of those either. Yeah, I was glad when Tennessee got out of the North man, uh, because I didn't, Eddie George was terrible to face twice a year uh, for Pittsburgh yeah. and Derek Henry would have been bad too. So yeah, for sure. No fun for sure. And Vrabel's a hell of a coach. I He's a much respect coach. for him because I mean, he, he gets the most out of that team for sure. Uh, CJ Stroud rave reviews so far for his Oof. play really playing well over 900 yards passing no interceptions despite not having an offensive line uh, he he pounded the table at the draft for Tank Dell and he's been right so he's also a scout uh, also <laughs> um, so good on him uh, but he faced the Jaguars last week who have five sacks for the season faces the Steelers who lead the NFL in sacks um, I think it's going to be a much different story this week. Yeah, he's not going to get Mississippi's. He's going to get Utah's this week. Yeah. So uh, it may not be great for him, but they're going to give, I mean, they're going to give them help against TJ Watt, of course. But the problem is, is Alex Highsmith didn't get anything last week, by the way. Donut, not a good week for him. But uh, I think he's going to be back in action and, uh, you know, wreaking some havoc here. And Keanu Benton, who's filling in for Cam Hayward, looked really good as well. So, that's going to be difficult, but the Steelers' secondary can be had. I mean, I don't know how Patrick Peterson's rating is so good on PFF. Oh, he is terrible. He's he lost. is he's old. He also talks smack. I don't like anything about him uh, since he's been in Pittsburgh. He's been awful. And Levi Wallace holding the game ball because he got the pick against Jimmy G that was thrown right to him after getting <laughs> torched by Devonte Adams all night long was comical uh, to me. Secondary outside of Minka Fitzpatrick is bad. In Pittsburgh, hopefully Joey Porter Jr. gets a little more time, get him some seasoning. So um, we'll see. But yeah, CJ Stroud's been great, and they can't run the ball, so they have to pass. And he's been answering the call, and he's been very, very good at it right now. He could have another good game against Pittsburgh if they can keep the uh, defensive ends off of him. So I'm very, very impressed with what we've seen out of CJ Stroud so yeah. far. I think it's going to play out a lot like the the week one against Baltimore, where he's running for his life too much. He'll make it, make those plays, make some third down conversions here and there. He, he, he shows poise, 
but he's going to have to, he's going to have ample opportunity to show that poise. Unfortunately, I think that's going to be the problem uh, there, but uh, yeah. Uh, but Patrick Peterson, I still like Ayuk put him into the spin cycle so bad. I mean, that was, <laughs> yeah, I, that that's a, uh, you know, some, I hate it when uh, the milk goes bad on a uh, top, top level cornerback, but when it goes, the whole league knows it pretty goes. fast. Yeah. He is being picked on right now and he should be, I mean, yep. In zone, fine, but he can't man anybody up at this point. I mean, maybe even move him to safety. I wouldn't hate that. So Yeah, I'm with you on that. One more quarterback I want to bring up, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, been disappointing so far, uh, but I don't think it's on him. I think it's like, well, we saw Ridley have two bad drops so far. Uh, what's your take on Trevor Lawrence right now? Uh, working through it, you know, uh, it, and it's adding Calvin. It's a lot of pressure this year too uh they're not sneaking up on anyone so mm -hmm. i think just a little rhythm of getting this thing right uh you know nose jones also hurt so i don't know i think um i think that he's going to be fine and i don't like it's three weeks that have kind of been meh so you do start to worry a little bit but they're the only guy that i'm really dropping this early in the season is fields because he's just not startable right? That's the guy that I am like very concerned about everybody else. I'm, you know, he's making me queasy, but I haven't thrown up yet. So we're okay. And, you know, uh, get, be, be some Pepto this week and have a good game against Atlanta. Make everybody feel better. That's what yeah, we want. Give, give Calvin Ridley his revenge game. Well, he should have we'll 200 yards. That, yeah. That's exactly, he should have 200 yards. AJ Terrell's a good corner though. So yeah. we'll see. Although Calvin Ridley's got to do his own part and hold on to the damn ball. Yeah. Um, and not get false starts. That would be a nice start too. That's, uh, that's part one of the job is catch the ball. Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I have Lawrence still in my top 10 this week. In fact, someone commented like, you're still betting on the upside. Yeah, I still am. I have him at nine, um, head of burrow this week, by the way, I had Stroud at 17 this week moving up, but that's exactly where I have Stroud is at yeah. 17. I have a Lawrence at 10. So okay. we're just one spot below you. So same neighborhood sharing a brain. I like it there. Uh, we're, let's uh, share a quick note from our friends at rival fantasy. If you're looking for a place to play head to head fantasy football games without the huge tournaments, salary caps or complicated game types, then rival fantasy is where you want to play this NFL season from a twist on a classic game with fantasy bingo where players generate a lineup to complete achievements and get bingo to head to head fantasy challenges where you'll pick which of two players will score more fantasy points. This is the best of fantasy sports for the 2023 NFL season. Rival Fantasy is offering new users a $200 deposit match plus a $25 first play voucher. Rival Fantasy is so confident you'll love the experience, they're giving you money to play out of the gate. Experience the future of fantasy sports on Rival Fantasy and become a rival today. I'm here with Scott Bogman uh, in this league, among many other fantastic podcasts. Uh, before we move on to running backs, I forgot to ask you, Scott, uh, your favorite quarterback prop for the week. All right. So for this week, I like the uh, Sam Howell under 213 and a half passing yards. Uh, look, just Philly dominates the ball. So I think it's going to be hard for Sam Howell to hit this. He's great options. And uh, Philly gave up a lot of passing yards before last week. And um, maybe I'm overreacting to what they get did against Tampa Bay. There was some weather and stuff. And, you know, Baker mm -hmm. turned into normal Baker outside of playing really well the first two weeks. So, but they're just dominant and they're getting better. And, you know, I mean, Keanu Swift might have another 150 yards and he looks good, but even if he looked like Najee, he would be getting <laughs> 150 yards. You know what I mean? Like these holes yeah. are gigantic that he's running through. So I just think Philly sits on the ball too much, especially late. And I think it's going to be a hard time for how to get there. Um, I'll take the over on the CJ Stroud passing yards, 240 and a half. I just think even late, He'll have some big hitters. Tank Dell will get a big one in there and boost that total for him. Jalen mm -hmm. Hurts over on his passing yards because, once again, they'll have the ball the whole game. So it's 235 and a half. He may not need that many yards for them to win, but he's been hanging in the pocket a little bit and uh, taking some deep shots for some big yards. what he did against Tampa Bay, and um, I think he likes it. It's... Uh, putting up a bunch of points right now. So I'll, I'll take the over on Hertz as well. All right. Very good. And about Hal too. I mean, boy, did he look like a rookie quarterback? I know it's year two, but uh, bad year, decisions, yeah. poor job getting rid of the ball on time. I mean, that uh, Bernard one. Good oh, Lord. What are you doing, yeah. man? Exactly. It's almost that. Is that worse? Or was the field screen 
that Shaq Barrett caught and ran in, which one was worse? You know, it's funny. If, even if Barrett wasn't there, that play was going nowhere because there was a guy right ready to tackle that, too. I mean, the reads were awful. Play calling was awful, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just everything was awful there. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to say Fields was worse, but it, I it's close. So but I think it was, nine, it was bad on too many out. levels. It was a bad call. It was too predictable. And you threw the pick. It was just yeah. awful. Yep. And it basically ended the game. Um Matt Z asked Geno Smith or, or or Justin Fields. I'm gonna go Geno this week against the Giants. Oh yeah, me too. I just you can't run Fields out there until he puts it together. You've already you've already done it three weeks. Go I mean, get it's such a, a tough win. call because it is Denver. I mean, you it is, but I mean, I think Denver is way better than Chicago. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd agree with that. Not in super confidence, but I do think they're better. So, which is a perfect segue to running backs, because I want to talk Devontae Williams. One of the positive takeaways from, I think, the game against Miami is how good Javante Williams looked on a couple of plays. It was a screen pass there. He's breaking tackles, making cuts, had a couple of good, tough runs. I mean, it's hard to, you know, take you know too many positives. Marvin Mims, okay, you can take a positive from his performance. But Williams actually looks like he's getting there. I, I, I'm I getting kind of bullish on him. I think you're going to want him soon. I don't know if they ever take the, the shackles fully off in terms of workload just because it's the first year back from a major injury. But... This is a good week against the Bears. Yeah, I think you kind of have to. You have to at least get him over 50% of the snaps because he hasn't had that yet. And I think when you're Sean Payton and you were just embarrassed, right, and you have a chance to win and get your team fully off of that horrible, historically bad game and get them on a new track, you got to put the ball in the hands of your best players. And I think Javante is going to have a huge week because of that. I think that's exactly what he's going to do. And I think he's going to get like at least 15 touches in this game and he looks really good and the bears run defense is obviously not good so uh, their whole defense is not good so i think that javante is gonna break out this week i think this is the week for it to happen and you know the further he gets away from the injury and you know they said all the right things coming in and medical miracle and i was skeptical because we heard the same crap about jk dobbins last year yep and then he comes back and it's too early and he starts on the IR. Then he's back on the IR and blah, blah, blah. But Javante, like you said, if you watch him, he's making the cuts. He's making the plays. He looks good. He doesn't look like he's running in sand or anything crazy. He looks awesome. So I think you got to get the ball in the hands of your, your best player this week. If you're Sean Payton, and your best player, Javante Williams. I've got him as a top 10 back this week. I'm very bullish. I think you might be a little more positive than I, I have him sure. at 17. Okay, so. fair. Oh, and, and you know what? That's fine. I, I'll say this: there, there's so few running backs I trust these days. So yeah. few. Um, so many bad situations right now. Speaking of which, Derrick Henry. Oh, let, let's talk about talk about looking like running in sand. Now he was dealing with a toe. He was up against the Browns. I get that, but there even was rain the, game script. Too many excuses for yeah. me to take this seriously about Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, I mean, but yeah, there are too many excuses. But how many of those excuses are going away? Uh, I mean, the rain and the game script, I think those both go away this yeah. week. So, yeah. uh, look, he's Derrick Henry. He's a freak of nature. So I'm not going to I, I'm not going to panic over this. Now, look, are they phasing him out of the offense? Is that what they're trying to do by giving Ty J Spears more snaps or are they trying to keep him healthy? It might uh, be a little the both. Game, yeah. the, I think the game was lost. So I wasn't worried just even two weeks ago about Henry at all. My radar's up a little bit after this game, but it's just too, I can't give up on him yet. And like, and I know running backs go and they go, but Derek Henry is in that Adrian Peterson category of indestructible for the most part. So I'm not, I'm pumping the brake on Derek Henry panic. If he does nothing this week, if Ty J outsnaps him again this week, then it's probably not just Derrick Henry panic. It should probably be Titans panic as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I I can't I can't panic about Derrick Henry yet. Well, you mentioned I also don't have many shares of him, so I'm not that worried about. I've got an but, I, I've got a not like it was an auction share where I was value like I was value buying. I guess and ugh, I, I what you know I hate it when I do that in an auction league where I'm like. <laughs> Oh, it's stopping here. I can't let it stop here. I'll just, I'll price enforce and then I'll get him and then I'll blow my entire budget on what I really wanted to do and the players I really wanted to get. So I'm kind of living through a nightmare there. 
on that one. It's the Rotowire Stake League, too. So if I end up poorly on points there, I'm going to be buying stakes for people. So I'm not really looking forward to that. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I, have, I have Henry at 10 this week. So I'm not completely down on him, but it's lower than I normally would have him. Yeah, I've got Henry. I've got him at seven. So I guess I got him ahead of James Cook. Maybe I could put Swift ahead of him because I'm so bullish. Yep. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's still a top 10 back to me. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, how what how how Tennessee starts really matters in this one against the Bengals. If they're behind, you know, that, that could be trouble for him again. It will but, the Bengals offense keep them in it because they could absolutely rip apart the Titans. No one would be shocked, right? Yeah. But, you know, if they're if they're not completing passes and uh right. Joe Burrow just doesn't look right, you keep Tennessee in it. They like playing in those close, nasty games. They do. And they've had two of them against the Bengals in the last two years. So, I mean, there's like familiarity breeds contempt. Also breeds good games, too. Uh, so I was a negative Nancy on uh, Derrick Henry. I'm very positive about Zach Moss so far. Second most broken tackles in the league. He's only played two games. Uh, he's catching wheel routes. Uh, who is this guy? Uh, well, the reason you don't know about Zach Moss has always been this good since his days at Utah. Right. Yeah. Had a major injury in college. Looks yep. slow coming in the NFL. Further he gets away from that, he looks good. But this is what Zach Moss does. He will look great for a month, six weeks, whatever. Uh, you'll wonder why he's not getting more carries. You're not wondering that for the Colts right now. And then he will absolutely get hurt. I mean, this is what he okay. does. This is so many running backs, too. This uh, is Raheem you know, Mostert. Yeah. 100%. I mean, great analogy. Raheem Mostert will look amazing for a couple weeks and then go out for the year. Yep. And what is happening with JT? Uh, I We haven't heard it hide nor hair uh, about no. him. So what is going on? Like, is he working to come back and play with the Colts and get out of this contract, go sign somewhere next year? Is he holding out to prove a point? Uh, I, I don't know, but we're going to figure it out next week because he better start showing up or he's going to start getting fined. So uh, I mean, we'll see what happens with JT next week. So, because if JT comes back, who cares about Zach Moss? He's not JT. So, um, he looks great right now. I would love it if, if he was able to stick, but I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like the JT and he's going to get hurt. If I can trade him right now, maybe I'd do it. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. I, I do have JT in two leagues, one of which I drafted before all this shenanigans started in July at the Rotowire conference that we do in Vegas every year. Yeah, I felt good about that one there and Burrow on that team. So probably in your first round too, huh? Yeah, of course. Yeah. End of the first round and then running back hero plan. So turned into zero running back instead. But <laughs> uh, at least I have a bunch of wide receivers that I like in that league. So I've got there that go. going for me. Um, let, let's let's ask about your boy Najee. Uh, Najee Harris. Um, you know, I thought it was going to happen against the Raiders. It really didn't. Um, it, can it happen this year? Yeah, it, there's two. There's two things going wrong here. Uh, number one, he does not look. He's not a burst guy anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but he looks really slow right now. So, hopefully that improves. But beyond that, I mean, they are not putting him in a position to be successful at all whatsoever. He gets every single up the middle, up the gut run. And Jalen Warren is getting thrown out to the flat. He's getting plays in space, that kind of stuff. Najee made his own space last week and cut it back the other way and got like 12 of his best run of the year. Uh, and he still looks slow when he was doing that. So mm -hmm. um, I do think that they can get it back. But Matt Canada is going to have to call better plays that aren't so obvious. I mean, I, I'm not sure if you saw the whole. I've, I've heard that Sharp. before. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I'm not breaking news here. Did you see the whole Warren Sharp breakdown of the predictability of the Steelers offense? It was yeah. Like, if they're in a shotgun, they're throwing it. If they're under center, they're running it. It's the most obvious thing in the world. Uh, they changed it up a little bit against the Raiders. And, the, you know, the offense looked a little better. Uh, big play to Pickens, all that. So, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I think it definitely can. But he's not a burst guy. He's not going to be a big play guy anyway. That is why Jalen Warren is there, is to be the big play guy. Yeah, He is your meat and potatoes uh, up the gut and then make a guy miss, jump over, hurdle someone. Like that is where Najee stands out is uh, being shifty and breaking tackles. And if you can't get past the defensive line, you're not going to break any tackles. And that's kind of where we're at with him. So I do think that he's better than given credit for. I think his elusive rating was somehow better than Jalen's on PFF 
too, by the way. Uh, and it was top 10 as well, which I don't know what they're looking at because he's not elusive at all. Maybe but, he's had um, so many to elude. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe that's it. Uh, he hasn't been uh, eluding the uh, ass of the offensive lineman in front of him much. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, they just need to put him in a bet. He needs to be better and they need to put him in a better uh, spot to succeed. I think it's a combo of, of things and, um, you know, but I mean, if they start blocking better and he still can't do it, then give the ball to Jalen. I mean, running backs are too cheap, too easy to come by, uh, to be running bad RB. So I love Najee, but if he needs to get it together and they need to do better for him. One more running back before I ask you your favorite prop, Alvin Kamara comes back this week. What sort give of role does he have? Eight billion carries. Give him all the touches because you don't want Jameis Winston throwing picks. I mean, that is my, he's not coming off an injury. He's been healthy. He's been rested. Uh, so let's give him the rock, man. I mean, you don't want Tony Jones. You talk about meat and potatoes. Yeah. Tony Jones is just potatoes. You know, I mean, <laughs> no meat at all. Uh, Kendry Miller is too young uh, right now to give a heavy workload to, in my opinion. I mean, he could be good with a full workload, but he came in, he's behind, he's been banged up. Let's take it easy on him for a second. And Get the vet these touches and carries. He needs to be a big part of the offense this week to open things up for Jameis and uh, give him some easy throws underneath too so he's not throwing it into triple-double coverage, which he will. He's Jameis. We know that's going to happen, but just can't let him do it too many times. So I was pretty cautious in my ranking. I might move him up a little bit there, but I'm worried about the the passes and I'm worried about uh, goal line carries, obviously. you know the, the, the specter of Taysom Hill just hovering over us there. Ugh. Um, what every, yeah, every fantasy contract. analyst is like, ugh, ugh, ugh. It's a, yeah, it's a, that's Taysom Hill. That's the Taysom yeah. Hill noise. It's, ugh. It is. It really is. Do something with them. Favorite prop this week, uh, for running backs. Um, we talked about the most hurt one. I mean, oh, I'm obviously over on the DeAndre Swift yards, 63 and a half minus 110. I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miles Sanders over 17 and a half receiving yards, most targeted running back in the NFL so far this year. Looks like maybe Bryce is back for that, and that's a nice little outlet for him as well for Miles Sanders. So I like the yards. Usually I like the receptions, but I like the yards here. Receptions, I think it might be two and a half, but I think wow. the juice was like minus 160 or something like that. So it just wasn't a good bet. But I do, I think you definitely get it. Maybe put it in a parlay or something. Uh, but Khalil Herbert over 42 and a half rush yards, also against the Broncos. I mean, we saw the Broncos uh, <laughs> right. run defense give up eight touchdowns to running backs last week. So I think Herbert could have a pretty big game. All right. Very good. Uh, before we hit wide receivers, got to share our next note here. This one's from Better Vision. I think we can all agree that fantasy sports are awesome. So is daily fantasy and sports betting. That's why I have so many accounts. What's not awesome is going to a bunch of different apps to find the best odds and manage all your fantasy lineups. Enter Better Vision. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Vision. Better Vision is the only app that syncs all your fantasy, DFS, and sportsbook accounts in one place. We only show you the best odds for every bet, so you always get the best value. And our dashboard is the only one-stop shop to track all of your fantasy matchups, DFS picks, and bets. Visit bettervision.us to download Better Vision today. Here with Scott Bogman, we are going through all the kind of looks for week four. We're on to wide receivers. And I got to ask you, what are you going to do with Devontae Adams if Jimmy G doesn't play this week? I don't care. Start him. Uh, Devontae Adams is QB proof to me. So yeah. not many wide receivers are. Uh, most of them are conditional to the quarterback that they have. But I mean, every quarterback's thought should be, I don't know, throw it to Devontae. So it doesn't really matter. Um, Maybe he has a bad game if it's Hoyer the Destroyer or Aiden O'Connell or whoever comes in here, uh, but uh, Jimmy is not good. So whoever his backup is is probably right behind him. So I don't care. I think uh, I prefer O'Connell, and I don't think that's actually a particularly unique observation or opinion. Uh, it might be a careful what you wish for. Sort Hoyer of thing, is my age. Live fire. But yeah, Hoyer, I just feel like is, yeah, I... I, I I, I think he is the Trevor Simeon range where I, I don't view him as an upgrade over a bad quarterback, really. No, I don't know. I'm surprised that he is not an offensive coordinator somewhere at this point. Like, yeah, he's just he's too old. You know, uh, he's better than Johnny Manziel because he watched film. But nobody else. Remember, that was who he was 
no, fighting for that job was Johnny Manziel. So That's right. in Cleveland. That's uh, right. So, I mean, you know, Hoyer's been around the block, man. Like this guy's experienced. That's why he would get to start over the rookie. But I do think, you know, if Hoyer doesn't do anything for a quarter, it's all right. Let's put in the kid, see what he's got. I think that's what they'll do. I kind of like, I, I'm trying to fight the urge to take the Chargers and Survivor this week uh, because the Chargering has been fierce in many, many <laughs> times, as it always is. Uh, but at some point in a long season, and especially in Circa, where we have to make, there's really 20 weeks, not 18, because of the Thanksgiving and Christmas slates. Gonna have to take him at some point. I'm wearing the top 20 teams in football for crying out loud. I don't know. I just uh, never, I mean, I'm already out, so don't listen to me, but I always just take the most obvious win. I don't worry about what's gonna what happen after week. this. Yeah. yeah, no, I took the Cowboys, so it didn't work for me. Yeah, I thought the Chiefs were the most obvious, and I thought the Jaguars were a trap. Um, and 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 come on, the Chargers are fool's gold. Um, so I'll probably end up taking the Niners. <laughs> Who but, makes worse decisions, Staley or McDaniels? McDaniels. Yep. That field goal was so stupid. I think they I, were saying that's I the only time it. in the last five years since they've been tracking it that anyone's done kicked a field goal in that particular trailing eight. The cowardly rating or whatever it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, I mean, come on. Pathetic oh. choice. Not good. Go for it. Try Did it twice. A little bit. Yeah. Well, reprieve. The, I'll even give you the the first one, right? Because yeah. there's three minutes and 18 seconds left at that point. Like you have three timeouts. Steelers offense is bad. Like I'll give you that one. But the second one, after you burned a minute off the clock, was just so stupid. You're four yards away. You're eight yards away from the score. Just go for it. What are you doing? I mean, just such terrible decision. He's a this bad is a coach. bad franchise. It's a it's not really good. bad franchise. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to clean up from the mess, uh, the Gruden mess. But I mean, it, it's, it's always a mess. There's always something. Yeah. Well, it starts at ownership probably. Yep. Um, well, there's like seven franchises like that, maybe 17. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it seems like it. But all right. Another guy I want to talk about T Higgins. I don't think he's he. Had, I know he had a good game against the Ravens, so I, I can't be too like broad sweeping here, but he was actively bad on Monday night. And I, I don't think he looked like he was getting a whole lot of separation against the Browns in the in week one. Now, some of that is the routes he was running, the conditions, blah, blah, blah. So maybe I can give him a pass. But, man, those drops were bad. I I know he's got the contract situation hanging over him. Sometimes the career year thing works against you. Sure. Yeah, it might be pressing. He might be pressing a little bit. But, I mean, you know, T. Higgins is a good wideout. Like, I, I w- with guys like that. I might be being a self-hating Bengals fan here. I think a little bit because he's not old enough to be declining. I don't think. Right. I agree. You know, so I think it's just a bad stretch for him recently. You're right. He hasn't looked good, but I, I am fully confident that T Higgins will get back to it and be better. It's just, you know, how good is Joe going to be? This was not his fault. He should have caught many passes. You're absolutely right. Cause I watched a lot of that game rooting against your Bengals, of course, like you wrote against my Steelers every time they play. We'll sure. do the same thing. I respect so, that. Respect yeah, I was, hate. come on, uh, I was like, but I do have a lot of T. Higgins shares. I'm like, catch the damn ball, man. What are you yeah. doing? So, yeah, it is frustrating, but sometimes you got to allow a guy, uh, a guy to have a bad game or two. You don't want him to, obviously, but what are you, you're not benching him, you know? No. Uh, so, he, I think he's going to be okay. Massive game against the Titans last year massive now chase was out but he owned that and that, it, that that was like anytime he was on solo coverage they went to him and including the game-winning touchdown in that game it's like how the raiders like any decision they make is going to be bad like it doesn't matter like you know how you have the bright sunny path and the dark uh scary forest one it's just all scary forest for the raiders like there's no bright path anywhere right. uh for the titans whoever they draft a corner is going to be bad whoever they sign a corner is going to be bad it's like a <laughs> titan curse uh, their corners are terrible. Uh, they have been uh, for a long time. And T. Higgins is going to eat. Uh, Jamar Chase, these guys going to eat this week. As long as Burrow can be stand upright and give him the ball, the, o- the O-line keeps him upright, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, as long as we're not watching this game in Jake Browning vision, I think we're good. Um, Garrett Wilson, what would you accept in a trade offer if you're holding Garrett Wilson right now? Oh, man. Are we talking dynasty? Like... Because uh, I'll I'll take a first round pick for him, um, but in a redraft, I don't know. Like how far down the wide receiver 
range would you go? I mean, would you trade? Would you take T Higgins? I don't know. Yeah, I probably would. Uh, because at least we got to think that at some point, I mean, Burrow could get re-injured and there is that risk, obviously, but he also could get better over time. And how about Pittman? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I've got, I think that's about as low as I'd go. Cause Garrett Wilson's skill is way higher than Pittman's. Yeah. Zach Wilson is tough. Pittman so. over Wilson. I have Pittman 22 Wilson 25 this week. Um, I have Cortland Sutton over Wilson this week. Nico Collins over Wilson this week. It's kind of um, rough. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, dude, I have Nico a spot ahead of him too. I I put I put Garrett Wilson pretty far down there into the wide receiver three territory because I mean he had eight targets and two catches. I know it was rainy and windy and nasty yeah. and blah blah blah, but I don't know. You're playing the Chiefs now. How long are you gonna have the football if you're the Jets? Right. Not long. This is gonna be a big top game where 38 minutes to 22 is gonna be in favor of the Chiefs. So. I mean, hope he catches five and gets in the end zone. That's what you want from Wilson this week. I've got Wilson at 25. Um, I'm at 29. Yep. DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin right behind him. Uh, so yeah. that that's what, I mean, that's a, that's a weird neighborhood to see him, but it is what it is too. Um, Cause I don't think it's, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm, cause if he had Aaron Rodgers, he would be at 11, you yeah. know, but that's every wide receiver is conditional to their quarterback. So favorite wide receiver prop for the week. Well, we talked about the Gabe Davis one. Uh, yep. I like that one a lot. I'm with you on Cortland. I got him over 54 and a half receiving yards. The Bears secondary is bad. Eddie Jackson, uh, Jaquan Brisker, Jalen Johnson, all banged up right now. I don't know who's going to play out of that group, but it doesn't matter. Like Cortland Sutton has the most targets by like 10 uh, for the Broncos. Uh, mm -hmm. And they, I liked him. I got a lot of shares of Cortland Sutton too, because they talked about him in the Michael Thomas role. The 2019 uh, Michael Thomas role, it's like, okay, well, he's not going to go out and average 23 points a game and, you know, be Cooper Cup and all that stuff that Michael Thomas was that year. But can he get 150 targets? Because if you get 150 targets, you're probably finishing, I think, at least at wide receiver 13. And he's he's pacing out to be right around in that range. So uh, I do like him. It's over uh, 54 and a half. And, uh, you know, Steelers like to give up big plays. Take that tank Dell over 44 and a half. I think that's a pretty good one too. I like it. I like it a lot. Football is back. Kick off the NFL season with vivid seats and score tickets to all the hottest matchups and biggest games of the year. Catch every pass, every tackle and every heart pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. And with vivid seats rewards, now you earn rewards with every single purchase. Each ticket you buy gets you closer to your reward. Just buy 10 tickets, then simply cash in your credit towards the 11th ticket purchase. It's that easy. Plus, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code ROTOWIRE. That's code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E. From the 50-yard line to the upper deck, Vivid Seats has great tickets for all the 2023 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. I've used it for baseball tickets on multiple occasions. It works great. So I uh, highly recommend it. going to have to check it out for the D-backs potentially making the playoffs. I might go. So oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, hey, today was a very good day for, if you're a D-backs fan. They win uh, just comfortably. Brandon yep. Fott looked good. Uh, the Reds lose. The Marlins split, and the Cubs choke a lead again. So yep. very, very good It was very a good, good day. day. And you didn't even mention the best part. Release Zach Davies. Best part. Oh. Mm -hmm. Would you say that they would ghost him, maybe? <laughs> Zing zong. Love yes. it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Goodbye. See ya. Yeah. Uh, tough, tough look, but yeah, he, he earned it. Um, he tight ends, Sam Laporta. Everybody loves Sam Laporta. It's just a question of how much, how much do you love Sam Laporta? I was the highest ranker in the preseason on Sam Laporta. I had him at tight end 11 going okay. into the season. So I, you know, look, the rule about tight ends is as a rookie, you usually don't want him, right? Because mm -hmm. it's too much. You got to learn how to block miles Garrett, and Max Crosby and TJ Watt and all these crazy defensive ends. You got to learn how to run crisp routes. Uh, you got to man up the, you got to speed past these linebackers, man up these safeties. Like it's, it's so much to learn in year one that they're usually behind the eight ball and they usually don't get on the field because they're whiffing blocks and getting their quarterback killed. So, but Sam Laporta played at Iowa where 90% of your job is blocking for the run game. So he knows how to block. So that's yep. down. They uh, are a he, tight end funnel. 
They are. They are. You. It's yeah. what they do. It's yep. tight ends and linebackers and linemen. That is Iowa, man. No quarterbacks. So, uh, but uh, you know, uh, in this guy is just—he's a matchup nightmare. So, yeah, I'm big on Sam Laporta. I kind of like the over on his yards uh, this week as well. Uh, not as much as the Welsh. So I'm, I'm letting the Welsh have that one because he's become a big Laporta guy too. Uh, Laporta's great, man. And, and especially with Jamison uh, down and always hurt. Like I am less concerned about his boneheaded gambling on the team facility. Like who can keep up with all the rules? Uh, they're all stupid. Right. Like, uh, you know, just, but also don't gamble, like don't gamble on, at work and you're going to be fine. Go do it uh, at home. This whatever. is also an Iowa comment, by the way. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I mean, just don't do it at work and, and uh, you won't have any issues. So I'm less concerned about that. More concerned about the fact that he couldn't make it through camp without having two injuries for James. Yeah. So and being uh, criticized for not being able to catch, which again is a prerequisite for the job. Got to do it. Yeah. It's job number one. So, uh, you know, <laughs> my favorite, uh, my favorite movie quote uh, for, for that thing right there is remember in Apollo 13, when they're trying to figure out what systems to lose to save the energy, it's like, well, get rid of the parachute. Something He's like, well, John, if the parachutes don't go off, what's the point, right? So if you can't catch the ball, what is the point of being out there? Go be a corner. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. So that, that is number one part of the job. But Laporte has been great. He's a number two, might be the number two option, not even the number two receiving option on this team because Amonra is number one. Yeah. So he might be the number two option right now with David, uh, David Montgomery at less than a hundred percent. Um, you know, and I mean, I, maybe it's Josh Reynolds here, Khalif Raymond there, whatever, whatever. Like there's no one else breaking out. I think Laporte is their guy. And I think they replaced TJ Hawkinson seamlessly and maybe even better. So and cheaper, that's for sure. Definitely cheaper. hundred yeah. percent. So Sam yeah. Laporte is what we want Kyle Pitts to be. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, so, Usage-wise, at least. I mean, get him somewhere else. Just get him yeah. out of that offense. Free please. Kyle Pitts. Exactly. Yes. So I have Laporta sixth this week, and that might even be cheap on him. I have him like behind Ingram. I also uh, have him at six. Yeah. And and Kittle, Andrews, Hawkinson, and Kelsey. Ahead of Waller, which, you know, if, you know, it, that that's flying in the face of, you know, all that happened in fantasy Twitter in, in the preseason and draft season. <laughs> I do have Waller ahead of him this week, but I think if you're the Giants, seems like they're probably going to be down Saquon again, which, by the way, on Monday night, is just going to be so aggravating. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be like, oh, do I get Saquon or do I have to start Zach Charbonnet? You know, which I think Charbonnet could be okay this week. Or Matt Breida. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't hate myself that much. So I, I actually uh, have a league where I had to start Rita last week and he gave me just enough. You know, that touchdown man. was beautiful. But uh, see, I didn't have that spot anywhere. And I should have because my I have to start him would have been a ton everywhere. And I didn't. Oh, so, you know, no. yeah. yeah, yeah. I best ball pentathlon. We had him in best ball. Oh, there so you go. You're fine. Like there. Six or something. I have a lot of mustard in my life. So that that that's good. At least it but, helps uh, uh, having Miami running backs right now helps. But yeah, for um, for Waller, I think, you know, just what I said about Denver, uh, get the ball in the hands of your best playmakers. I think that's what the Giants have to do this week. I think you got to find a way to quick passes. Let Waller mm-hmm. do it. Uh, hit him over the middle. I think Jalen Hyatt needs to be on the field. Way yes. more as well, yes. for God's sake. Like I, I thought the way they were talking about Paris Campbell, I thought he's gonna be pretty good. I have a decent amount of shares of him. He's been awful. He's been nothing. So, yeah. I mean, and they can't keep. You want to talk about bad O line play? I mean, the Giants have been miserable yeah. on the O line, and like they lost know, two guys on short rest against the Niners. So I'm kind of willing to give them a little bit of a thing. Yeah, but then Week One against Dallas was just. Oh, and so Dallas bad. is good too. So maybe there's something, but they lost Arizona. So not that good. So, uh, I mean, I, I just, you got to get the ball to your best players and you, you have to have your best players on the field. No Saquon this week. Most likely I think Waller gets 10 targets. So that's why I have him ahead of Laporta this week. Uh, okay. Fair enough. I can see it. I mean, he's, I have him at eight, so it's not like that far behind. Yeah. You're still. not killing him. And yeah. chances are, if you have Waller, you don't have Laporta. If you have Laporta, you don't have Waller. So it's not really a decision. I mean, if you right. draft a Waller, you're not drafting another tight end unless you're in like pentathlon where it's double tight end. Uh, but uh, otherwise, yeah, you, you, that's probably not an issue for you. Uh, one other thing, though, I, I, I just got to say, this isn't about rankings or anything like that, but there, this is 
the fourth game of the season. This is the third time we get the Giants as a standalone game. Thank you so much, NFL. Really appreciate <laughs> you for that. And the Jets on Sunday night. So all of this, just stop with this. Flex starts next week. Uh, they're allowed to do two games between 5 and 10 for Sunday night. I didn't know this. I had to look it up. Uh -huh. uh, they're allowed to do two games between weeks 5 and 10, and then after week 10, they can do any Sunday night they want okay. to flex. So um, uh -huh. Because I have that, fan that Fantasy Pros uh, show Sunday night, but if the Steelers are playing Sunday night, I'm out. So uh, I was go. out a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, it – it's probably not going to happen again for the rest of the season. They're playing so bad. I don't think that they are popular, but I don't know if they're getting flexed this Sunday night. Yeah, probably not. So. But then again, Tomlin only get, gets them better by the end of the season. So that's true. I'm giving that favorite favorite tight end prop this week. Um, yeah. So let's go with uh, Dalton Kincaid over 23 and a half receiving yards. I think that totals too low, especially if this is going to be a shootout. And I think with all the defensive players, uh, that are questionable in the going into this game. And a couple guys are going to be out as well. I mean, maybe no Jalen Phillips. I know a couple guys in the secondary. Yep. I think Poyer was questionable. Uh, Taron Johnson is questionable. There's a, just a bunch of players questionable in this game. I think we're going to have a nice little shootout. So I think that Kincaid should see more than 23 and a half receiving yards. He's been getting like six, seven uh, targets a game. I think mm -hmm. pretty good. And just as CJ Hawkinson over 48 and a half receiving yards. I mean, until they say they're going to run the ball more than 10 times a game, I think you just have to keep taking this TJ Hawkinson one. If it's under 50 yards or under five catches a week, he's just going to get it until he gets hurt. So yeah, uh, like he's been really strong. So I, I think I'm going to roll him out there as well. All right. Very good. Yeah. Okay. To rip through a few of these questions. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. We got a lot of them here. So let's just jump onto it here. In uh, Savvy says it's a 10 man, two flex PPR league. Uh, start four only. Camara Swift, Lockett Walker, Cook. This is not good podcasting to just list all these, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Cook and Kyron Williams. So four out of Camara Swift, Lockett, Kenneth Walker, Cook, Kyron Williams. Keep in mind, it's a 10-man league. That's why he has these choices in the right. first place. Walker, Cook, Kyron, Swift. All That's right, very good. Uh, running back heavy, but there you go. So, uh, it, hey, you get those backs, you use them there. Uh, all right, let's roll on. To hit up uh ron he says would you guys trade bryce young and roshan johnson for kyler and charbonnet in a dynasty ppr league oh i think i would yeah and i like i'm a texas guy i love roshan um i think bryce young is pretty strong too but i don't know that he has the upside of kyler once he comes back maybe kyler's not good anymore i'm not sure uh a lot of qbs coming out in this class though as well so maybe you know take kyler and take a shot on someone but i do think charbonnet is just probably a better back than roshan yeah i think so too um uh you know you're starting to see him get more usage he was the guy as the closeout guy against the panthers roshan could be the guy for chicago yeah. uh and charbonnet getting a little more usage as well i, I think walker is good and, yeah. but i think charbonnet is pretty solid as well i think so too Coco says, which two should I start between Henry, Kamara, Moss, and Sanders? I'm still going with Henry. And out of that group, probably Moss. Moss is good. So me too. All right. Uh Julio says, trade Jameson for Thielen a full PPR. Would you do that? I'm assuming this has to be uh, a dynasty format because in a in a season long, you're 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 definitely doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah, redraft. I pull the trigger in Dynasty, there's not a chance. So yeah, I think I agree with, but yeah, I think it's an easy decision whether depending on their format yep. there. 100%. All right, Michael says, I'm in a three flex league trying to decide who to start. Options are Henry Moss. Here we go again. Same guys, <laughs> Judy, Brian Robinson, Dobbs, and Connor. So I think we can stipulate Henry and Moss. Who's your third? Mm, man, I really like Connor. All right. Uh, it's going to have to be Connor. Yeah. Cause I think he's just better than the rest of them. Yep. Related uh, flex Connor or two, two Atwell coming off his biggest usage game. That one's tougher, but for me, look, and I know Connor came up on the injury report today. He's going to be fine. He always does uh, though. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like a wait for them. It's like Pete Carroll putting Walker on the, on the injury list all last season in the second half of the season. I think you're going to see guys, you know, guys that go through that stuff. Uh, Mechie is always going to, you know, be questionable and all that stuff. Like it, it's hard on your body to go through all that. So, uh, I, yeah. So these guys are just going to keep popping up. Connor's going to be fine. I just want the guy that's going to get more hacks at it. And, Running backs almost always get more hacks at it. So 
Uh, Tutu is a fine play. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, what you play Tutu over Connor. You're nuts. But I just want the guy that's going to get more hacks at it, even though it's against the Niners. Who's more likely to score. It's definitely Connor. Give me Connor. Yeah, I think so too. Lindorfin says down real bad at running back lost Chubb and JK Dobbins. Uh, would you go to the seemingly arid Kelly? Well, or run Jalen Warren out there? Oh, I guess it kind of depends if Eckler plays or not. Right. Oh yeah, if Eckler plays, you're not rolling Kelly. He just look yeah. like you want to talk about guys that look like they're running in sand. Oh. Uh, Kelly definitely does. He looks um, so good in Week One. I, dude, I, I thought Isaiah Spiller was going to be so good. He's just not fast enough for the NFL. Yeah. Like Isaiah Spiller can do everything. He uh, he has great vision. He runs routes well. He catches the ball. Uh, he can block. He's just slow as crap. So uh, he just can't do it. Um, I think Jalen Warren. Okay. Okay. Um, and then a uh, follow-up question from Lindorfins is uh, Eagles defense versus Washington or Chiefs at Jets. Both good options, obviously. Great options here. This is a coin. Either one uh, is fine. I would say probably the Chiefs. I just think Zach Wilson is. I can't believe I'm saying this. But I think Zach Wilson is more likely to throw interceptions than Sam Howell. So, yeah, uh, you know, maybe they're going to try and give the ball to Brees a bunch because that's like the only possible out you have against the chiefs if you're the jets is to keep Mahomes on the sideline and run the clock down and try to make it a low scoring gross game with your good defense uh but it ain't gonna work uh give yeah. me the chiefs I would look at how they're running the ball it's just not very well at all i mean it's been yeah. painful taking someone beautiful it. like Brees hall and ruining him but <laughs> yeah uh disco dave says has to carry Four running backs. I think I hate these leagues where you can only take X number of players at a position. I but, don't like it. Yeah. Uh, four, has Ford, Moss, Algier, and Warren. Would you rather have Spears or Bigsby instead of Algier or Warren? Mm, no. I mean, definitely not Bigsby. He's just a goal linebacker. So Tajay is the question. But I mean, Atlanta runs the ball too much for me to want Tajay over Spears. I agree. And I don't know. Like, Warner Spears is coin flippy to me, but Najee's look so bad. I I think it's more likely that Warren takes over for Najee than Spears takes over for Henry. So I would stick with Warren. All right. There you go. Um, unfortunately, we can't get through all these questions. We just, uh, you know, we just appreciate the metric ton of questions. Uh, and, but you know, I got my man. He's on central time here right now. Scott's yeah, on I central am, time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I appreciate you coming on board today, especially because course, uh, I screwed you up in a little bit of her, uh, short notice uh, and you're a busy man in this industry. So appreciate your time, Scott. Tell everybody where they can find you and when. Yes. And no, no worries at all. I know you'll return the favor to me. Absolutely. So I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. You can find me uh, doing shows for In This League, of course, with the Welsh uh, and over at uh, Fantasy Pros with the Welsh and Joe Pizapia betting pros as well. CFP winning edge with my guys, Nick Allen and Xavier Trish. So, yeah, uh, just uh, follow my Twitter. You can find all my work. I appreciate everybody. All right. That's going to uh, I'll hit up a couple of these questions after the live pod here. I'll hit them in the chat. But uh, I want to thank Scott for coming on board. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we got Mario and John, as always. Thanks for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Have a good night.